Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bloomscast. My name is Seth, a.k.a. Phantasma Blooms, and I'm coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. So, before I get started in here today, I want to let you all know, first and foremost, even though my voice is like two octaves lower than what it usually will be, uh, it's not because I'm sick. I promise you guys, I'm like, I'd say 90% better from the ick that I had. It's kind of coming and going with as far as the phlegm and all goes. And I'm a little bit backed up sinus-wise. But other than that, I'm feeling much better. Uh, no, it is actually like 2.40 in the morning. Uh, the morning before I release Plume's cast. So, early, early Sunday morning for me. And genuinely speaking, I usually carve out time before uh, before the end of Saturday, really. If I haven't recorded Plume's cast, you know, earlier in the week. And I had done that. You know, I usually give myself two hours the Fox Wife was closing, so I was kind of getting myself started with, you know, podcast about 6.37-ish. And generally speaking, I will spend maybe about 15 minutes or so, because mind you, I brainstorm the topics for the week ahead, or the week throughout. And generally speaking, I take all of those, like, loose thoughts that I've had, combine them together in my head, and come up with a coherent way of... Like, okay, this is how I'm going to introduce today's topic. Here's how I'm going to do this. Here's how I'm going to do that. And I take that time, and I just reflect, and I get my thoughts together, and I get myself into plumes cast mode as it is. And as I was doing that, everything was quiet. Everything was great. But then, you know, as I start recording, Aki and Selkie, I love them both to death. Don't get me wrong. But they have kind of reached that next level of friendship where they have, they're, you know, now chasing each other, like actually playing around with each other. If you put a toy in between them, they'll smack it back and forth between each other. It's cute as hell. But they've gotten to the point where, like, they'll chase each other playfully. And most of the time, it either slows down before they go completely nuts on each other. Like, they're not raising claws against each other at all, no. Occasionally, they'll bat at each other, but that's about the gist of it. Um... But, generally speaking, they will chase each other around, and once one is done with the other, they'll hiss at each other. And that should be the sign, and usually they'll break up at that point. But, they were running around like crazy, and every time I went to record, I would start off, I'd have like a good five minutes of recording. Because, mind you, I do this in a single take. If I don't like how a take is going, I will delete it and start all over. I know it's not exactly the most practical way to run a podcast, and generally speaking, I may change that in the future, but I like having the zero edits on this kind of thing because at the end of the day, I want to treat like I want to treat this like it's a you know face to face conversation of sorts. You know, I feel like it's more authentic that way. But anyway, um, one of them would be running by and just make a bunch of noise, and I just sit there and I'd be like, "Dude, really?" In fact, I had. You know, well later into the night, um, I had tried to do a couple of takes. And at one point, Selkie meanders into the office. Selkie looks at me, meows, and then proceeds to <laughs> drop a fat one right into her litter box nearby. Look at me, cover it up, look at me again, and then start walking out to mess with Aki again. I'm just like, dude, seriously? Now, mind you, I'm glad they're getting along more. And, like, that is me being 100% genuine because I want them to become more like sisters. 
And also I want to get, you know, Selkie's litter box and stuff out of the office. So that way, you know, I have a buddy that likes to come up and spend the night up here. This is usually where he does it. And I have not allowed him to come up and spend the night since just because I don't want him to put his air mattress down next to a litter box. (laughs) You know, I don't think he would either, but at the same time, just as a forewarning of sorts. Now, before I get on to today's topic, I do have some other good news that I want to talk to you all about. Now, if you don't follow me on Twitter, at Phantasma Plumes, by the way, if you don't follow me on Twitter, you probably miss the fact that I talk to a content creator community called Streamseed. They're a UK-based group that basically all they do, you know, right now at least, is just be a cornerstone of positivity in the content creator space. They are constantly asking about, like, what are your goals for the week? And if you tell them and things didn't go well, they will respond to you and be like, hey, man, it may not be this week. That works great for you. But there's always next week. You know, and I've talked with them a good amount. I've actually been on their interaction circle a good number of times. Um, And I've talked with members of their staff a good number of times, too, just, you know, casually. So the reason I'm telling you all this is they have recently you know, set up a partner creator application form where if you get selected for it, you know, you get benefits and sorts. But in that, you know, I have made mention because they had two questions that stood out to me. They asked, what is your uh, content creator goals for the next 12 months? And what is your content creator goals for the next two years to three years? And in that, I'm like, look, you know, I love the fact that you guys spread positivity and kindness, and you have all these good-mannered people that are all trying to work through their own goals. And genuinely speaking, if I got accepted to this, I would want to bring some of those people onto Plumescast and have a conversation with them. Because even though I am incredibly glad that over time I've slowly built a community, that if somebody came through with a problem, I am confident that at least two or three people in my Discord, out of the group of 40 thus far... um, I'm confident that at least two or three people will come up and be like, hey, this is how I got through a similar situation. Or, hey, you know, if you want to talk about this, I'm here for you. I love that. In fact, I love the fact that more recently I have received, you know, questions from listeners. I've gotten more, you know, answers from other things. And genuinely speaking, I want to reiterate that this podcast, at the end of the day, even though it has my name on it, is genuinely about whatever you guys want to talk about. You know, I love the fact that people can see me as this, you know, source of wisdom, as it were. And please understand, if you want me to go into a new topic that I haven't touched on, or you want me to reiterate on a topic I talked on before in the past that hasn't come out again in a long while, like, genuinely speaking, please feel free to shoot an email to the uh, podcast email. That's plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Because, I, again, I love being able to, you know, help make people feel appreciated in their own lives if they can't find that yet themselves. But, in that same breath... I would love to invite you guys to let me know about your victories in life. Like, whatever struggles you're going through. Even if it's something small, like, hey, I got out of bed today, and I just want to say thank you. Like, hey, yo, I will say thank you right back to you. You know, I'm incredibly, like, incredibly thankful 
for everyone that has made this as big of a thing as it has been. And I want to keep doing this for a long time. Now then. Now with that said, I'd like to read an email that I received recently to introduce tonight's topic. Dear Plumescast, they start, I thought about a subject for your next podcast. Is it possible or okay to like your flaws or your quote-unquote evil you? I often catch myself on the verge of acting evil and I feel a lot of shame as I end up making everything worse. When everything goes wrong, you should give yourself a break. But what if you wanted that to happen? Now, clearly we're about to have a conversation about intrusive thoughts, but I love the fact that I'm having this at just about 3am because this feels like one of those late night conversations you have with your buddies where you're about to fall asleep, but you just, for some reason, break out these super deep conversations and I'm fully about it right now. Now, to address their initial concern, you know, before we start getting into what an intrusive thought is... I want to let you know this, that just because you have intrusive thoughts, that does not make you an evil person. The, just the thought itself, really the thought of any person, whether it's in good intentions or not, it doesn't impact you. It's your actions that end up making you the evil or good or whatever. Because at the end of the day, you could have the best intentions and you could have the worst intentions. But if you don't act on it, you just kind of play neutral. Now, let me take a step back and kind of introduce what intrusive thoughts are for those who don't know what it means. And generally speaking, intrusive thoughts are when you have these random pop-ups in your head, whether they be hurtful images or, you know, voices in your head that are like, hey, you should push that lady down the stairs. You know, they don't necessarily have to be vindictive or evil. Sometimes they're negative against yourself. Sometimes you'll get an intrusive thought that's just like, man, you're really sucking at work today. Or, damn, you're up at 3 a.m. You should be sleeping. Why are you doing a podcast? <laughs> you know? And... All that to say, these are thoughts that just randomly pop in, into our head that we did not want. Sometimes they're caused by a trigger. Sometimes they're caused by, you know, some the way you're feeling about your own work. Sometimes they're part of your environment. Sometimes it's the way you're raised. And genuinely speaking, I want you to know that that in itself doesn't make you a bad person, like whatever the voice is saying, it's not true. These are just random thoughts that pop into our head and they don't make us any different at the end of the day. But that said, it's important to, you know, realize the thought because otherwise it's going to antagonize us more and more. Now, I want to go into this a little bit deeper and I really just want to say that if you are having these thoughts, you have to remember that they're kind of just automatic. And at the end of the day, they're not up to you. But the best thing you can do about these thoughts is accept them. Now, mind you, you know, let me give you an example. If I am, you know, driving down the highway, right? And some dickwad in a Jaguar just blows past me. Obviously, you know, I'm going to think, oh, what the fuck? How dare you? 
and think, oh man, I could just slam them off the road. You know, I'm not saying that's an intrusive thought I had. I will gladly go through a couple of my own intrusive thoughts because this is something I deal with pretty periodically. But it's okay to have that thought. It's okay to be caught up in your own emotions within yourself and then, you know, have some random blurt of words. It doesn't make you a bad person. I guarantee you almost everybody has it. In fact, there's a great ad. I think it's for Headspace. I'm not entirely sure now that I've said that. But there's a great ad that's talking about mental health. And sometimes they talk and they got into the conversation of intrusive thoughts and they called it, you know, the dark corners of the mind. In it, they basically explain that, you know, when you hear a baby crying on a plane, sometimes you get the thought that you want to punt the baby out of the plane. Now, granted, 99.9% of us, I hope 99.99% of us would never act on that. But at the same time, it's to introduce the concept to you. And again, it's completely valid. The thing is, though, you can't allow yourself to be afraid of that. You can't allow yourself to think, oh my god, I'm an evil person. How could I punt a baby out of a plane? You know? <laughs> like, even in just saying that, I had the intrusive thought of, oh, like this, opening up the door hatch and just, boom, <laughs> field goal attempting a baby. <laughs> but see, like, I'm laughing about it because I know I wouldn't do it. At least hopefully. <laughs> But that said, to my listener who's asked the question, you know, you yourself, if you feel like these thoughts that are coming into your head are just making things worse, I want you to take a minute and sit and realize where these thoughts are coming from. Because again, they don't always come from nothing. They usually come from some kind of trigger. If you are in situations where you have this intrusive thought and all of a sudden everything gets worse, what happened before you had that intrusive thought, if you don't mind my asking? You know, what caused that intrusive thought to kind of manifest itself? Identify that. That's the key first step to all of this. And then what you need to do is start redirecting your thoughts to something else, whatever you were working on previously, and let that intrusive thought go it's hard to do at first it's very hard to do at first especially if you have a whole bunch of them coming at you once but you practice mindfulness by doing so and then all of a sudden you can start rationalizing why you're having these intrusive thoughts and you can you know replace your intrusive thoughts with some self-soothing and some self-care you know, maybe you figure out that you are having these thoughts because you are being taken advantage of at work and you're, you know, stressed because a boss keeps slamming extra paperwork down on you. Instead of having the thought of, man, I could just throw this paper right back in your face. I could quit right here and now. Like, I will go over a good number of examples of similar situations and walk you through my thought part, like pattern on all of it. But instead of thinking all that, you can figure out, okay, I don't like this job, 
because of this boss. It's making me unhappy. It's making me feel underappreciated. And then the avenues of how to resolve it open up to you. Do you go talk to the boss and be like, hey, listen, you know, you've kind of been a jack-off for a couple of weeks. You know, and maybe it opens the conversation to, you know, oh, hey, uh, yeah, no, I've been having some problems here at home and, you know, I'm sorry I'm bringing it out on you. Or, you know, if that doesn't work, go up to the higher up, go talk to HR, like, or go find another job. You know, you can start taking these negative thoughts, these negative pulls on your energy and using them for something positive. That said, you know, not every irrational thought that comes through our head is going to have some golden answer to it. Sometimes they're just thoughts. You know, like, give you a perfect example. When I was walking over at Walmart earlier today, alright, I was getting groceries to cook the fox wife a cheesecake because it was her birthday earlier this week, and... You know, I wanted to make her a cheesecake to help celebrate it. We're going out somewhere tomorrow, I'm sure, to continue to celebrate it. Even though we went out on Wednesday, it was so much fun. If you, again, if you're not following me on Twitter, you missed some good-ass photos. But we took her to the aquarium and the uh, Fernbank Museum. You guys really probably don't care about that, but just for my <laughs> just for my memory in the future when I go back and listen to this, be like, oh yeah, I did do that. But <laughs> anyway, I had a really intrusive thought where I was walking in the Walmart earlier today and I saw somebody in a suit. Now, you know, they're sitting over the electronics aisle. Immediately, I knew they were a cable salesman or, you know, an internet salesman. And... They start coming over to me, and I just thought in the back of my head, I'm like, you could save us both a lot of time by not approaching me. Now, did I, you know, did I sit there and listen to the guy's spiel and be polite and compliment him after the fact? Hell yeah, I did. You know, I told him straight down, I'm like, look, I'm in an apartment. I can't do shit. And he started laughing. He told me a story about his college days, because... It's weird to think that I'm still a college-ish looking student, or dude, rather. Um, I'm going 29 this year, but I still have that boyish glow of sorts. And he's like, yeah, no, this is what I do in an apartment. I'm like, shit, man, that's smart. And then as we were saying goodbye, I'm like, by the way, that, you know, suit coat that you have on you, that shit looks nice. And he's just, and he's like, immediately lit up. He was smiling. He's like, hey, thanks, man. I'm like, yeah. You know, and that's... Again, I took a negative thought, a negative intrusive thought, and I turned it around to something positive by having a good conversation with the guy. Now, that said, that's not really your typical intrusive thought. A lot of intrusive thoughts are much more aggressive and violent, but that's just an example. And sometimes they're not, sometimes they're depressive, but... To kind of go along with it, you have to, when you start getting these intrusive thoughts, you have to kind of accept and allow that thought into your mind and figure out, you know, like, don't fight it. Just figure out what caused it. And then, you know, remember that at the end of the day, these thoughts are going to come back, whether or not you like them or not. And instead of just beating yourself up, again, try and figure out what the cause is. Try and figure out a way that you can, you know, 
kind of clarify it. And, you know, again, if you are getting this shit constantly, there's probably a root reason. Now, you know, there are plenty of things you can do to manage intrusive thoughts. Like, if it's happening so many times in the day and you just really can't figure out what it is, be mindful. Give yourself breaks. Give yourself the opportunity to breathe. And remember that at the end of the day, this too shall pass. You know, we talk about that a lot. That at the end of the day, when you look at the grand scheme of your life, that intrusive thought is nothing but a speck on the grandeur of what your life can be. And I really hope that you don't allow yourself to get hung up on it. Because at the end of the day, like, you know what? Okay, it happened. You didn't act on it, right? Then there you go. Now, clearly, I can't really go into a whole bunch of different intrusive thoughts that I've had. Just because, you know, it's one of those more spur-of-the-moment things. And it's one of those things where it's like, I don't hold on to it. Now, I do have a couple examples where, you know, again, dealing with managers, I had the thought of, I could do your job better than you. I'm doing your job for you. Like, back when I was working in retail... Before they would let me promote up or anything like that, I always had that thought in the back of my head. Where it's just like, I could walk the fuck out. I could get away from this. I don't need this. I have the experience to go on. I'm about to get my degree. Quote, unquote, unquote, unquote. And, you know, even though I said all that, I was still one of the hardest workers in that company. Because at the end of the day, they hired me to do a job. I'm going to do it great. But when it came time for me to leave... I was like, I was very, you know, heads up with the HR lead and all my managers. I was like, you know, this is why I'm leaving. And apparently it did some good. Apparently some changes happened and it was good there. But at the same time, I was just like, man, why did I let that shit sit with me for as long as I did? The biggest one that I could think of taking away from that in the same vein was when I left my last IT job. I... I was very upset because I was promised a raise. I was promised a raise way back in January because I just bought a car. And it took them until June to get me that raise going. You know, conveniently on the day I put in my two-week notice. And conveniently they gave me a $5,000 raise, which was much, much less than what they originally agreed to. I was making 40,000 ish a year and they were bumping me up to 45 even though my job title had completely evolved. I was upset. And now mind you, you know, as the days went on and they kept putting on and pulling off and putting off my, you know, raise and I was looking for another job and all that fun shit, like I had so many intrusive thoughts. Where I was like, I could upload malware to the system. I could corrupt this. All the work that I have, I could just put a time bomb in it. And when it gets to, you know, X amount of days, I'm going to release a Trojan. Like, I, it sometimes scares me how much information I have in my head that I could use to do considerable damage. Because as a securities person, you have to know the weapon you are being attacked with to be able to defend it. And in some cases, you have to pick up the weapon 
to best understand it. So, that said, every intrusive thought that I had in my head, I could have easily gone through with. But I didn't. Instead, when it came time for me to leave, I had a five-day consultation with HR, where my last couple of days, in between writing everything that I was doing, and leaving SOLs and everything else, or standard operating procedures, sorry, SOPs, um, I was on the phone with HR, and I was lighting her up. And I was lighting up, like, other managers and all, too. And I was like, look, this is why I'm not happy here. This is, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. I don't feel confident in the company because of the way the managers are talking. You know, blah, 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 blah. And it's funny. You know, I told them all this. And unfortunately, even though I told them all that, they never did anything with it. And to this day, that company still cannot find an IT to, like, to fully stay there and do the job that I did. Because at the end of the day, I took on way more work than I should have. And, you know, the way that they hold the company, like, even the guy that was in charge of where I was is now gone. (laughs) And, you know, the people that upper management had in their pockets, they're still there. But, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. That said, you know, invasive thoughts are kind of like assholes. Everybody has them. And they're full of shit. You know? And here's another one. You know? I often fight with the notion of being okay. You know? I talked about this during the podcast about a month ago. Just about being okay. Being in a state of contentment. Being, you know, not having to feel like I need to be on guard all the time. I love Julia. I shouldn't call her that, but, you know, I need to be upfront, and I need to say that with my heart in my hand as I say it. She will kill me for using her name, because I call her Jules, I call her Juju, I call her the Fox Wife, I call her Goddess Girl, I call her everything else but her name. But all that to say... I get intrusive thoughts where it's just like, what if I'm not doing enough? What if she leaves me? What if, you know, I fuck something up? Like, that's a big one. What if I fuck something up? As I have continued to evolve in my position, as I'm learning code and I'm managing databases, like, I have that, like, internal fear, that internal monologue of, oh my god, I can fuck this up, and... All the money in the company just comes through screaming stop because I accidentally fucked up the database. But to go back to, you know, Jules and I, I have that screaming voice in the back of my head that things are not okay. You know, there's something wrong. I get anxious. I get worried. I'm like, well, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough this. I don't have enough that. I don't have any idea where I want to go. I want to move, but I don't know where. And... You know, these thoughts can easily start weighing you down. But at the end of the day, you really just gotta acknowledge them and be like, okay, yeah, no, that's a valid thought, and then continue off. Or say, fuck it, that's not right, and reassure yourself. Like, you know, when I'm like, oh, what if Jules leaves? I genuinely know for a fact that Jules loves me, and I love her, and... 
I know, unless I do something incredibly stupid, I am going to see that woman walk down the aisle with me. And I can't tell you how happy that makes me. But even still, I have those thoughts like, well, what if, what if I spend too much money and I can't afford rent, you know, or this unexpected expense comes up. And just like, for a while, up until this year, I had that thought running through my head. And in this year alone, I have bought myself a VR headset because I got a really good raise. I have, you know, bought myself a tablet that I use pretty regularly to draw and practice drawing and get more in touch with my creative side. I recently bought a new phone because my company phone was like acting like ass and I really just felt bad because they actually gave me a portion of the uh portion of the tablet back as like a bonus. And I was just like, oh shit, no. Like they probably would have bought the phone straight out. I was like, no, I want to buy this expensive phone. I'm not gonna expect you guys to pay for it. Anyway all that to say that I, and also it hadn't been two years of me receiving the phone, and the, fo- and the phone itself wasn't two years old, and I wanted to get off the operating system that I was on. But anyway, I still kept Android, but I wanted to get off the Pixel for Samsung. Anyway, all that to say is I've spent a considerable amount of money this year. I've bought a couple other big things. Jules and I have gone on mini vacations of sorts, and we blow money a fair bit. That's okay, because at the end of the day, we're only this young once. And I've gradually learned to let go of some of those reservations about spending X amount of money, getting myself things. Now, mind you, it's still a process of which I'm working on, and I'll be up front. My VR headset, I haven't used it in like a month, because it may be closer to two months at this point. Because we have, you know, we got Selkie and she needed to stay in the office. We had a buddy of mine over for a week. We had, or not a week, a weekend. We had the um, fort in here for a little while. And, you know, previous me would have been all on my ass. Been like, oh my god, I knew this was going to happen. You're just letting this $400 piece of equipment sit here. You know what? I paid that bitch off. I paid it off already. I put it on my Target red card. It was great. And I paid it off. Bro, you know, like, I have a lot of fun with it. I know when I have the opportunity to, I'll play with it again. And I have games that I want to play, and I will do it. You know, I just understand that, like, right now, it's not the best time to do it. And then I carry on. You know, I find something else to play. And when I get the opportunity to, I will enjoy it all the same. Same with my tablet. Like, I had that mindset of, oh, I'm going to spend $800 on this tablet. And, you know, it's going to go to waste. Yada, 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 yada. And instead, I've drawn some nice art in it. I've had fun with it. I've looked up stuff. Like, the nice part is it's, it's basically a mini laptop. And I can type a blog post on it. I haven't. But I have the opportunity to. I can type up bullet journal notes in there. I can do whatever I want with it much faster than I can a laptop. And it's great. My new phone, I texted the fox wife. I was like, baby, you gotta stop me from ordering this phone. She's like, what phone do you want? I sent it to her and she's like, you should get it. I'm like, but it's a want, not a need. And she's like, yeah, and I want you to get it. And it's like, all right. 
you know, and that's the thing. It's a little push in the positive direction. And I want you to, I want you to be able to share these intrusive thoughts that you end up having with yourself, because when you can talk to somebody about it, sometimes you get a little bit of extra enlightenment, which you never would have expected. Because they'll tell you, like, oh, yeah, no, you're very, you know, hands-on with your money. You don't really want to give it up. Um, You know, maybe you're way too deep into your company and you really got to give yourself a little bit of leeway. So on and so forth. That said, you know, I want to go back to your other question and talk about oops i lost your email hang on one two three four five oh i still lost it i'm gonna leave this in the recording because i think it's kind of funny but anyway (laughs) um i want to talk about the other side of your question and is it where you asked is it possible or okay to like your flaws listen my dude your flaws are what make you you At the end of the day. I know that sounds really weird. That sounds like substantially weird when you think about it. Because, you know, we like to think that we're defined by our successes. But at the same time, our flaws make us unique. They make us human. You know, I genuinely believe that to err is human. You know, it's a famous quote from God knows what I couldn't tell you. Because I'm not going to lie. I'm having a hard time keeping my eyes open, but (laughs) at the end of the day, we make mistakes. It's okay. That's how we learn. Like you go back to your earliest days and you realize that, you know, when you were trying to put uh, shapes into holes, you tried to put the square shape in the triangle hole and ain't going to fit trying to put the circle shape in the square hole. Well, might fit. But may not work perfectly. It's okay. We learned by making the mistake. We learned when we were young that, hey, if the burner is on, it is very hot. Do not put your hands on it. And, of course, some of our parents, mine included, would let you slam your hand on that, you know, hot burner and burn the shit out of it to make you learn the lesson. You learned because you made a mistake. Honestly, I like my flaws just fine because I realize that they make me part of me and it gives me a central or a sense of progression that I can, you know, continue achieving towards. It's almost like a level up guide where it's just like, okay, you know, one of my big problems is I'm not entirely comfortable with my weight. Now, mind you, I've lost close to 10 pounds, if not more at this point. Uh, just fasting from the start of the year. I feel really good about that. You know, I've been really keeping on, you know, what I want to do for my New Year's resolution. But it's still something that I struggle with. I still look at my clothes sometimes and I'm like, damn, I'm fat. Why am I fat? What the fuck? But at the same time, I've learned to appreciate how I look more and take more pride in myself in the way that my skin currently looks, because at the end of the day, it's just the one that I have, you know, and you have to be able to take care of it and love it and give it the care and attention that it needs, because again, you only got like one shot in this, and you only have one set of skin, like take care of it, love it, it may have flaws, like I'm not gonna lie, you know, I have a cut under my chin 
that you can easily see if you come up and look. And the fact that I have the beard, it does not hide it super well. If you look under my chin, there's a cut that actually removed the, you know, my ability to grow hair there. Because I was held up in a bad situation. I had somebody basically cut me with a very sharp knife. It was deep enough that... It should have required stitches, and I never really got it acted upon properly. Um, but it left a scar. And for years, I, you know, felt like that was just a, you know, reminder of the life I had lived to get to that point. And I deserved every inch of pain and suffering that came my way. But in reality, and the way that I feel about it now, like, it's a medal of honor. I survived something that not a lot of people can with a disposition that I think is pretty damn good, you know, where I'm able to talk to people about these experiences. I'm not afraid of them as much anymore, partly because they've happened years ago now and, you know, my memory is not the greatest of them, but all that to say, I... I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of showing it off. I'm not afraid of somebody coming up and being like, oh, why can't you grow beard hair in that one line? It's just like, well, here's the reality of it, you know? <clears throat> now, mind you, I I have other flaws where it's like I have parent issues. Both my parents were alcoholics. Both my parents were abusive. And now... As weird as it is to say this, because it's now officially Mother's Day, my mom's dead. My mom is straight out underneath the ground. My dad's dead, too. And I have a lot of unresolved issues when it comes to my parents. Now, all that to say, I don't think that makes me any weaker as a person. And really, I kind of appreciate the fact that I grew up in such a rough childhood. Because not only did it force me to grow up really quickly, but... It gave me a sense of, you know, accomplishment when I started living my life for myself after everything was said and done, you know. It's still hard. Don't get me wrong. You will absolutely have days where you're reminded of all your flaws and they won't give you strength. They'll drain you away and remind you that, oh yeah, you did this terrible thing or you are this terrible thing because of this and it's just, you know... Sometimes you gotta hit that L. It sucks. But you also gotta understand that in this moment, it's passing. It will continue on. You will continue on. And in the grand scheme of your life, it's just a speck. Be, you know, kinder to yourself. Love yourself for what you are and what you represent. Because at the end of the day, you yourself are the only person that can feel the way that you do. You know, don't be upset that you have flaws. You can either look at them as, you know, defining character traits or, you know, something to improve upon. Give yourself a goal. If there's something about you that you truly dislike, then, you know, give the, make this your opportunity to say, okay, you know, by the end of the year, I want to change this about myself. I know you can do it. <clears throat> now, I'm not going to lie. All right. I would love to keep going on this conversation topic. I really would. But I am having the hardest time keeping my eyes open. So I hope I'm able to, you know, touch on... Or I hope I was able to touch on your insecurities, dear reader. 
And I hope that, you know, this gives you a little bit of clarity into the things you can do. You know, at the end of the day, I really want to reiterate this to you. You are not a bad person. The fact that you have realized that you have these thoughts and these flaws actually makes you a lot stronger than you give yourself credit for. Because at the end of the day, the real people you got to be afraid of is are the people that don't realize that they have these flaws or don't want to admit it because they think they're better than everybody else. They have this like infathomable mindset of, oh yeah, or infallible, that's it. Uh, I'm the best around. No, you know, I have all this money. I have all this power. Blah, 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 blah. You know, they have all these flaws, but they have ways to mask it up. And the fact that you have enough emotional and mental intelligence tells me that you aren't a bad person. You are aware of yourself. You are kind to yourself. You are loving to yourself. And you yourself are doing just fine. Even if you have an intrusive thought and you act on it and you, you know, make things a little bit worse for a little bit, it's okay. You made a mistake. Life goes on. You're still here. And be proud of the fact that you are here and that you have another opportunity to make it better. If you feel like everything's going to shit, okay, then pull yourself back and say, what can I change? What can I do? What is going on to make me feel this way? And be honest with yourself. If you can't have a con- like if you can't have an honest conversation with yourself, even if it's in your head, you know, then work on that aspect. I will admit this entirely. I have a voice of reason inside my head. Everybody does. But I have full-on conversations with mine. Where sometimes I'll have an intrusive thought and I'll be like, hey, shut the fuck up. And it'll be like, nah, you shut the fuck up. And then we have a conversation in my head like, why are you thinking this way? And then, you know, to give you an example from earlier today, I was a little bit upset because I was trying to gain contact with a friend of mine and they weren't really, you know, being responsive after blowing me up for a while. And I was just like, why the fuck am I, like, trying to do this for this somebody? Like, why do I care? Why should I care? This is just a waste of time. And then, you know, those intrusive thoughts were just leaking out of my head, or out of my mouth. And my head was like, why are you saying this? Why do you feel this way? Like, what is making you hurt like this? And turns out, at the end of the day, bro, I was just busy. I was stressed. I had, like, a lot of work stuff to do today. I had, you know groceries to get, I had a cheesecake to make, and all in all, I was just a little overwhelmed, and then all of it started to make sense, and none of that, mind you, none of that ever made it to that other person, and I assure you, you know, that person doesn't listen to Plumescast, so it's fine for me to say it, but, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, yes, it's completely okay to have these aggressive thoughts, these depressing thoughts, these limiting thoughts. But you can't allow yourself to beat yourself up for them. Because so long as you're not acting on them and making things actively worse by choosing the wrong answers in this dating sim of a life that we have, you know, you yourself 
open up opportunities for growth, for development, for learning, for caring. And you also give yourself an opportunity to be better to yourself. And I genuinely hope after this conversation, you will go out and you will sit down and you'll, you know, wonder whether or not is this something self-imposed? Is there something in my environment that's making me feel this way? Because at the end of the day, again, these thoughts that we have are completely automatic. Everybody has them. It's okay. So long as you are doing the right thing in your heart and in your mind, and you are working on getting better, or working to better yourself, even if it's just starting off with asking the questions of why am I having this thought, you know, you are allowing yourself count like plenty of room to grow. But again, I really want to say this, you are already much stronger than you're giving yourself credit for. And I hope you realize that because you have come and asked this question, you are already on a better place or already in a better place than I think you allow yourself to know. And I'm dude, at the end of the day, I'm just a third party, you know, podcast host. If I can say that about you, You know, imagine what you could say about yourself or your friends or your family. And seriously, have these conversations with trusted friends, trusted family members. And be like, yeah, no, I had this weird thought today. You know, the Fox wife and I do it all the time. We're just like, I had this random thought and blah, 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 blah. You know, and we just kind of look at each other sometimes. Or sometimes we just have a deep conversation about, well, why are you feeling this way? You know, earlier today, she was like, I'm just feeling really anxious I'm like, why? Because everything is okay and you don't have to feel like you're on edge. And she kind of looked at me wide-eyed. I'm like, look, I had the same thoughts. You know, it's weird for me to think that we're okay. It's weird for me to think that everything will work out. It's weird for me to think that financially we're making the right decisions, even if we don't have all the money in the world. You know, so long as we're together, we will figure it out. And you know what? Turns out that's what was on our mind. By opening yourself up to the people that you care about the most, they will then, you know, a lot of people at least in turn will come back and open themselves up to you. And I hope you'll be able to take their experiences and the conversations that you have with these people and allow yourself to grow that much more. Again, you are already on the right path, my dude. And I can't be more proud that you had the courage to come up and ask the questions that you did. It took a lot. It took. It takes a lot of smarts to be able to say, I don't like this aspect about me, or I'm curious about this thing about me. But it takes a lot more courage to be able to come up and say, hey, I have a question, or hey, I have a problem. And genuinely, I am proud of you for doing so. Now, seriously, I could keep going on this, and I want to keep going on this, but... <clears throat> It is getting closer to 4 in the morning and I can barely keep my eyes open. So I'm going to end things off here. I will apologize in advance if, for whatever reason, podcast gets released late because teehee. <laughs> anyway, guys, remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. 
You've got Phantasmal Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen to Plumescasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube in previous episodes with added information. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email again is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Or if the podcast isn't enough plumes for you, find more topics such as technology and my cybersecurity chats over at Phantasmagoria of Plumes.blogspot.com. That URL again, Phantasmagoria of Plumes.blogspot.com. Now, guys, thank you all so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, everyone, I promise you all get plenty of sleep. But, bro, I ain't trying to do another podcast at 4 a.m. Anyway, see you guys. Bye bye.